the Space Force says the way it purchased small, low-Earth orbit satellites is a model for faster and cheaper acquisition in general. The Space Development Agency launched the first group of the satellites in April, two and a half years after starting the acquisition. For them, that's fast. For more, Federal News Network's Alexandra Lohr spoke with the agency's Colonel Kellyroy Landry. In early April, we launched the first launch of Tranche Zero, which is our demonstration tranche, and we expect to launch the second set of satellites at the end of June. Is that Tranche Zero? It's still part of Tranche Zero, and the total constellation for Tranche Zero is going to be 28 satellites. So first launch had 10 satellites, and then the second launch, we notify what the manifest will be approximately 30 days before launch. And it's running on schedule at this point? At this point in time, uh, everything is progressing with the schedule. We will be launching at the end of June. Who's doing the launching? Is it multiple sources? So the launch is happening with SpaceX. SDA has contracted directly with SpaceX to provide the launches for Tranche Zero. How many uh, satellites are launched per launch vehicle? So it depends on the mass and the volume of all the space vehicles. We're planning uh, for Tranche 1 to launch an entire plane of satellites in Tranche 1. That would be approximately 20 satellites. Um, depending on which plane we're launching um, and which capability is going up. The volume of the fairing for the rockets can hold more, but it's just what do we have ready, right? And so in April, when we launched that first launch, we had 10 satellites ready to go, and so that's what went up on that launch. And what's going up in June? So June, uh, like I said, we're, we're planning what the manifest will be but um, it'll be uh, the additional satellites as part of our constellation. The total Tranche Zero constellation will be approximately 28 space vehicles. We're tracking how everything is progressing to be ready for launch. All right, and I know at some point it stops being sort of a test launch and test satellites, and you're going to start actually sending up there for real. Is, is that how you would describe it, or you describe it to me? So the demonstration tranche versus the operational tranche is just a matter of how you use the capability. The demonstration tranche is an opportunity to see how all the parts and pieces of the architecture actually work. Um, so that when we send up the next tranche, which we want to have our initial warfighter capability, um, we will prove out the proliferation and we will do, we'll run more rigorous tests with the satellites to get to a point where it's operationally accepted. And that's when we get the warfighter representatives involved in what we're actually testing and demonstrating so that they have confidence that the service that SDA is providing through this proliferated warfighter space architecture can be depended upon in order to conduct operational missions. Can you tell me a little bit about what that service is? So our service is high-speed data transport for tactical users and also beyond line-of-sight targeting support. And we also have a sensing layer for missile warning capabilities. And so after June, what comes next? We're planning on our Tranche 1 launches. Tranche 1 is scheduled to have initial launch capability in September of 2024. 
So that fits with our spiral development, our tranche model of delivering new capability or improved capability on, a, on an every two-year cycle so that we, we continue to incrementally improve the service that is provided to the warfighter. Talk to me a little about the process of acquiring these satellites. I understand it was mainly commercial satellites that you used, and it does look like it was a pretty quick process. Yeah, so the concept really is not having to develop brand new things. What we want to do is work with space vehicle vendors to use a commoditized bus, something that's already kind of ready to go, but then we add our payloads on there for the special missions that we want to accomplish. So that cuts down a lot of the manufacturing uh, time and, and design time. There's something that's already proven that we just add on the specific mission unique items and then we we roll through our design reviews and manufacturing more quickly in order to meet our two-year timeline. Having kind of pulled this off for this summer and looking towards 2024, are there things you see that you need to tweak in that process? So we've learned a lot in the development in the road to launching Tranche Zero um, and how to work with the space vehicle vendors to ensure that they're staying on track. And then things that we've learned from the Tranche Zero activity has rolled into how we write requirements in our Tranche 1 activity and our Tranche 2 activity. So the early tranches are not necessarily seeing major leaps and bounds in what's actually delivered, but what we are seeing is how does SDA communicate what we expect to receive from the contractors, right? And we write it better to minimize ambiguity and have clarity in our expectations so that they deliver what we actually want and need. Can you give me any examples of lessons learned that go into that requirement process? We have been working with refining some of the standards that we use in order to bring multiple space vehicle vendors on board and, and all work together. They have to work with some level of standards. And so we have our optical crosslink terminals um, have a standard that people need to design to. So we've refined some of that language and um, technology expectation on there. We also have our networking standard, which we call Nebula, and that allows the overall constellation network to route data more efficiently. And so by having those standards available, refining them as we see things need to be communicated better, then industry is able to read that, interpret what we want and provide solutions to meet our needs. Moving forward, do you see yourself using the same vendors you've used? Will, will you be adding vendors? SDA's model is to avoid vendor lock. And so we encourage the competition. We want the competition. And what you'll see in, as we approach Tranche 2, what we've communicated is uh, our Tranche 2 transport layer is going to have three different variants. And there will be multiple awards for each variant. So it's not locked into what has been delivered already for Tranche 0 or Tranche 1. There's plenty of opportunity for other vendors to come and play with SDA. Have the request gone out for that? We put out the Tranche 2 transport layer 
beta solicitation and proposals actually due today. <laughs> um, so I'm looking forward to seeing what comes in for that. And we have already posted a draft RFP for our tranche two transport layer alpha. And so those are the first two that are coming through. We should have a contract award for beta in the summer and alpha we would expect a contract award in the fall. And then we have a gamma solicitation that will come out later in the summer as well. And if I remember correctly, those don't go in order. It's beta then alpha, right? <laughs> so technically the alphabet goes alpha, beta, gamma, but we decided to put out the beta solicitation first because there's some level of additional development because of the mission unique things that need to happen on there. The alpha one is very similar to the T1 transport layer uh, solution, and so we could release that one just a couple of months later, and then they should kind of meet on time for launch. Colonel Kelly Roy Landry, chief of the support cell at the Space Development Agency, speaking with Federal News Network's Alexandra Lore. Check out Alex's story at federalnewsnetwork.com.